Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have Jennifer Horsepool. Jennifer is the founder and owner of Engagement PR and Marketing, a public relations, media, messaging, and brand experience agency guiding business owners and corporate executives through growth of their brand and their business. It's fantastic. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're welcome. We've already had a good old time talking. So I feel like we are, (laughs) everybody just missed out on a good time. We'll try to like reel them in now. Let's start with. We'll we'll recap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Could you share with our audience um, a bit more about like, just introduce yourself a bit more and tell us about your agency. Okay. So I am Jennifer L. Horsepool. I say whether it's my middle initial or my last name, just please give me my L. Very important. <laughs> Helps me distinguish. Um, yeah. So I started engagement PR and marketing in 2015. I actually was, um, I had a really great opportunity in corporate to, to turn a brand around. And I got to turn a brand around from unknown and unliked into the go-to resource in their industry. So they were, they had a generic name. It was called US Oncology. No one had ever heard of them. They were a B2B. They called themselves like the Intel inside, right? You know what I mean? They were just, oh, we don't don't even want a forward-facing brand. We just want to be back here and be quiet. Mm -hmm. Well, in Mm -hmm. doing that, they never claimed their brand. So when you don't claim your brand, your competitors claim your brand for you. Turns out your competitors don't say really great things about you when they're talking about your brand, right? Funny that. So so there were these misnomers about their brand in the industry. So they were unliked in their industry because there were untruths that were told about them. And then their name was so generic and they never got put their name out into the media or anything. So they were unknown. So Mm -hmm. I came in and had the opportunity to turn all of that around. And when two and a quarter years, we got them purchased for $2.2 billion dollars. All the investors were very happy. And we literally created an entire brand by getting their messaging right. Once we got their messaging right, then we had all kinds of publications that we could take forward and and everybody could learn. And so then Mm -hmm. we went through a merger, right? So we were purchased for the, mm. for the, you know, a couple of billion dollars, which, you know, when you're hitting a B, that's pretty darn good, right? Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and so when my colleagues were leaving, you know, as happens in a merger, right? There's always two roles, you know, two or three roles uh, when the two companies combine. So my friends are leaving, they're going off and starting businesses of their own. And they're calling me up and my phone's ringing like mad. And they said, Jennifer, will you do for us over here what you did for us over there? So I had a ready-made business. 
Yeah. So I just jumped on that bandwagon. I started engagement PR and marketing in 2015, and we've been going strong ever since. Oh, I love that. I want to dig into what that was like a bit more, but, or, but first I want to ask, okay, you stated getting the messaging, right? Yes. The, that we can't understate how important that is considering the story you told on what happened because of that. Can you expand on getting your messaging right a bit more? Yes. Yes. So, um, we always like, we hear everywhere, right? Like focus on the results, focus on the results. What are the results that you deliver? Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing messaging, I say it's actually not just the results. It's the results of the results. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the results of the results of the results. And so I'll talk about the the other company in a second, but the easiest way I know how to put this is in, in the way you, you know, losing weight, right? Like mm-hmm. you go on a diet because you want to lose weight. So the results are that you lose weight, right? So everybody's like, oh, I'm yeah. buying losing weight, but you're not actually, mm-hmm. you know, what does losing weight do for you? Well, then when I go into my closet, I can, I can wear everything. I, I look good. I feel good. You know what I mean? And then you go, yeah. okay, well, what, what actually does that enable you to do? Now I can find the love of my life. I feel confident. My confidence is raised. I can go into my closet anytime I want. I can put anything. I don't have to spend hours getting ready. You know what I mean? There's, it's the results of the results of the results. It's actually the, really the far end that you're actually wanting to buy, right? That's actually what you want. The reason that you, that you want to lose weight is because you want to get to this result of the result of the result. So And that's what's also called, we call it going vertical. So when you're on your messaging, you know, you can go a million miles wide on why do I want to lose weight? But mm-hmm. when you start going vertical and you start saying, well, why do I want my clothes to fit me every time? You know, why, what mm-hmm. is it important? Like, what is it? What's the frustration, right? Mm-hmm. What are the problems about my clothes not fitting me right off the bat? I feel terrible about myself. Suddenly I feel like I look terrible versus I feel like I look good. When you look yeah. good, you feel great. Yeah. When you feel great, you bring the best of yourself. Yeah. When you bring the best of yourself, you elevate the energy of the entire room. Now your confidence, you feel good. You're a value. They're a value. Everybody's feeling value and the whole world feels better because you lost weight. Yeah. So Gosh. then I take it from my, that company that I did. They had really good messaging and they were basically like, we make doctors jobs easier, right? We make doctors Mm -hmm. better at doctoring. And we do that by taking the burdens of their business off of their shoulders. And we take care of the back office, the front office, the marketing, the revenue cycle, the the negotiations, all the things about running a business that are not clinical. And we're Mm -hmm. like, the doctors are trained in clinic. They're here to save lives, right? It's oncology. They were all cancer, cancer focused doctors. So that was their messaging. But when they opened their doors to a publication uh, years before they ever met me, um, they, they got burned and they ended up with, um, with a headline that said cancer capitalists, ouch, right? Like who, nobody wants that. So they stuck their head in the sand and that was how they ended up never claiming their brand because they were like, oh, big bad media. We're never going to talk to those people again. They were mean to us, right? Like, why would we ever do that? But when you manage it right, and when you have the messaging right, and when you understand like, Sometimes media has an agenda that they don't share with you. 
And so mm-hmm. you never get to know what the media's agenda is, but you always get to know what your agenda is. Mm-hmm. So that's why you really want to focus on your messaging. So with them, when we took it out to the result of the result of the result, what's the result of better doctoring? What's the result of the doctors getting to spend so much more time, quality time with patients? Well, yeah. then patient care is better. So then what is it about patient care? And then what we ended up actually doing was they had a thousand doctors across the entire nation with various specialties in oncology. And uh, our form, my former CEO was just brilliant in the way that he got them to collaborate and come up with evidence-based um, pathways, right? That, that were mm-hmm. evidence-based medicine. And that was a new topic at the time. We hung our hat on that and we built their entire brand, but it was really like, you want to find not just what your perfect messaging is, but what's the conversation that's going on in the industry where you can insert yourself and yeah. provide clarity, right? So you always mm-hmm. know something better than someone else, whatever that is, it's just your understanding of it. Cause everything comes down to perspective. Oh, beautifully put. Okay. The theme of clarity continues to come up when, whenever, um, I'm engaged in conversation like this. So how do you work with your clients to like extract that clarity for them or from them? Uh, It's asking a lot of the right questions and listening in between the lines. So you get people to write things down, but when they're writing, they're not sharing the same amount, like writing and talking are come from different parts of your brain. Like some people are really great writers and that's fine. Like if you, you can, you fancy yourself a writer, write first, then just talk. Don't, don't read it. Just talk about what it is. And it's really in the listening skills, a really good marketer, brander, you know, any, anybody who's in any field related to mine has learned how to listen really well. Anybody who's in the field related to yours learns to listen differently because you're listening for the message between the lines, right? Yeah. Like you can say words, but if that meaning isn't behind them, you can feel it, but you can't mm-hmm. get that necessarily from reading it on a piece of paper. You can sometimes depending, but you, you know, the tone, the tone that comes through or the thing that comes through. And so it's really a lot of listening skills and deciphering and then comparing like, okay, what's going on in the industry? What's going on in conversations? What, what are the roadblocks? So I'm always been, I've always been attuned to what are the roadblocks? My, my career, I started off in nonprofit and, um, and I, I, it was really brilliant because I was at the American Cancer Society for a really long time. And we're trying to change people's behaviors because it's their behaviors that are leading to the increase in cancer rates. Right. So why won't people eat right? Why won't people go and get their annual checkups and stuff? You know, like what are the roadblocks? And so Mm -hmm. when you really in messaging, if you start looking at what are the roadblocks that people have, and this is actually, you know, probably something that you and Mark do on a regular, right? What are the roadblocks that are keeping you on the other side of what you want? That's the stuckness, right? But it's in messaging, it's in companies, it's in corporations, it's in people, it's in brains, it's in individuals, it's on teams, it's on everything, right? Like another Mm. one of my clients talks on resilience. How do you get back up again when you've been knocked down numerous times? Like, you know, and so I call it tubba thumping because that's my that's my hero song. <laughs> Tele thumping. <laughs> so there's a, you know, that song I get knocked down, but yeah, I get up again. Get up You're again. never going to keep that's tough of thumping. That's the name of that song. And it is oh. just the most brilliant song in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a good theme song. Yeah. It's my theme song. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you had mentioned earlier when we were talking um, that when you engage with clients, you you ask them to do things that maybe they don't want to do or that might be scary. Could you, I don't want to give it away. Could you explain what you ask of your clients? Yeah. So, um, I mean, basically what I ask you to do is be brave enough to put your brand out there, right? Be brave enough to, um, to have a voice and to share your message and to get in the media and to say things. So, Mm -hmm. uh, public relations. So I'm going to describe PR versus marketing for a second here, and then I'm going to come back to that to that question, because marketing, you are speaking to buyers and potential buyers. You have a very finite, you know, audience that you're speaking to in public Mm -hmm. relations. You're speaking to the full 360 degrees of your, of your um, brand. Right. So that means your employees. So it's buyers and potential buyers for sure. Right. We're, We're speaking to them, but we're also speaking to investors. We're speaking to employees. We're speaking to your community. We're speaking to, uh, your industry. We're speaking Mm -hmm. to your vendors, to anybody who has a relationship with your brand and they Mm -hmm. all see your your brand differently, right? Mm-hmm. So how, what's their experience? What are they looking for? And what do they need to like you? Because we do um, be seen, known and revered, right? Yes. So we dare you, and that's what you're getting at. We yeah. dare you to be brave enough to put your brand out there and have something important to say and say yeah. it in an interesting way. So the the D in dare is brand development. And that's how we really start defining how do you want to be known? Mm-hmm. And then the um, R, the, I'm sorry, the A in dare is brand activation. And that is how do you want to be seen? That's when we really start yeah. activating your brand online and making, you know, getting you seen. We develop all your social media and we develop, you know, like what the plan is and like all the, all the nitty gritty, but we actually take you out and start getting you seen. And then the R is brand is, um, is brand refinement. And this is where trust is starts to become developed in your brand. People start trusting that there's a level of, um, of expectations that they can expect from you and that they're going to get in return. And then, um, then we do brand elevation and that's where you become revered. And that's where it's like, you're not just seen known and trusted, but people love you for it. Yeah. That bit, it was, when I heard that, I just was like, that is special. That is so special to say revered instead of trusted that went, Oh yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So trust. And I, and I say this about trust because, um, Trust is great. Like people, people yeah. know, like, and trust, like you have to know, like, and trust someone before you want to buy from them. But what are you trusting in, right? Mm-hmm. You're trusting that they're going to deliver on the brand promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that when you go to McDonald's, right, the brand promises that you're going to get probably a crappy food, but a great experience where your kids are going to love it. And, you know, maybe it's great for hangover. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Walmart, there's a, there's a trust factor, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if, uh, that you're, it's not going to be as high of an experience as if you go to an, another store, right? You, yeah. there's a, a trust. So, so it's not necessarily that you 
love something or love, or, you know, or that, that it's revered in your mind, but it's trusted that they're going to deliver on that brand promise. When you're revered, it takes it that much higher. Like that's where you're actually like, that's credibility. That's, yeah. I know that, uh, that I align with this person. Like now we're, you know, they're revered in my mind. Yeah. That distinction is fantastic. Now for you, what was that like getting to this place where you you are able to articulate who you are, what you do with your business. And we all, so many people think, oh, you just dropped in and that's what it was like. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So what has it been like getting to this point for you? You know, it's so funny because, you know, like, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Like I'm the epitome of the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? Um, I have to get coaching too. You know what I mean? Coaching is important because you, and one of the things that you talked about was sometimes when something's too, too in front of your face, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? You, yeah. You're too close to it. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like no marketer is great at marketing themselves. Like no public relations person is right. great at doing their own messaging because no one's there to guide you and to say, no, you are, you said earlier that this was important. You forgot to incorporate that. Like you need that, the the other people to bounce it off of, right? It takes Mm -hmm. a village. Everything takes a village and creating, even if you're a solopreneur, actually, especially if you're a solopreneur, it still takes a village because it's lonely for one, but you Mm -hmm. also can't judge on yourself. So when I was building my brand, like, you know, my vertical deep is healthcare. But then as I got into networking, I met all these great people who could use my services that were not necessarily in my healthcare vertical. And so I I did a lot of who squirrels, right? A lot of all I can help you to all I can help you to. And so I'm a million miles wide, right? Like I'm at my vertical deep, and then I'm a million miles wide. And we'd say all the time in your messaging, when you try to speak to everyone, you're actually speaking to no one because no one knows to listen because our brains filter out anything that is not intentionally for us. It's not on something that is hot for us right now. And so Mm -hmm. it has to be relevant to us right now. We have to care about it right now. So the more refined you can get in your messaging, the more you're going to be able to attract the right audience for that message. And mm-hmm. that's where we get into, you might have your messaging document and think you're so so pure and solid, but you have to understand that your messaging document is a living document and that your avatar that you speak to is one avatar. You're likely going to need multiple avatars depending on what you're doing. Because in PR, you're speaking to the full 360 degrees, mm-hmm. right? But if you try to speak to all 360 360 degrees of, of everyone all at once, no one's going to listen because you didn't say something that was relevant to them. You're trying to water down your message. Mm-hmm. So get really intentional on what you want each post to do on each campaign to do on each, like whatever it is that you're doing, every press release, what do you want it to do for you? And the more you're clear on your end goal for everything that you do all the mm-hmm. way down to an organic post the more engagement you're going to have, the better results you're going to get. And the more you're going to feel like, ah, this, this did what I wanted it to do because you already knew what you wanted it to do. And you set it forth with that goal. Right. So messaging works like that. Yeah. With, when you work with clients on that now, how often is it that you butt up against their yeah, buts? (laughs) 
Yeah, all the time. Everybody's got a yeah, but. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, it just depends. Like, you know, people take our counsel really well. We've been doing this. I've been in this business for 30 plus years. I'm only 24 years old. Don't do the math. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for so long that people tend to trust in our expertise. The yabbats come in when it's their insecurity, right? Or when they don't understand how, um, I was talking to you before about, uh, one of my, my clients is a cosmetic dermatologist, right? Mm -hmm. And we're not always just talking about cosmetic surgery or plastic surgery or, or even chemical peels or things that you could do to improve your skin and anti-aging. We talk about things in unique ways because it's, we're trying to get you into the stories that reporters are already writing about. And so we build their brand. Um, sometimes we talked about like, you know, um, the silk pillowcases, are they worth it? Are they not? What's good for it? Right. Um, should you drink water before you go to bed? You know, what's the good and the bad of it? You know, obviously it's going to hydrate your skin throughout the evening, but then if you have to get up and pee three times, you're missing out on that sleep. So what, you know what I mean? What's the balance, but there's ways to get, um, to get you in the media that don't have anything to do necessarily with the core of what you do. And a lot of yeah, buts come in with that. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but what's that going to do for me? It's going to build out your digital footprint. It's mm-hmm. going to make you Google searchable. It's going to, it's another hit that gives you the back and forth links. They are now, they're talking about you and your brand in their article, which has great domain value. And they're linking it to your website, which has great domain value now because you're linked to all kinds of stories like this. And the more you have those, I mean, the backlinks aren't like what they used to be back in the old SEO days, but they're still relevant when they're relevant, right? You want good links and media stories are great links because they have their audience already who's dedicated to that media, who checks and reads or watches or listens, whatever, you know, like you have your podcast following and they know what to come here and expect. And so basically by me being a guest on your podcast, you are lending me uh, your credibility that you have with your listeners. And you're saying Jennifer's an expert in public relations. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to have her on. And so that is a credibility builder. And then when you, when this podcast airs, it'll be a credibility builder for me again. Mm -hmm. So the yeah, buts come in when people don't understand or that their insecurities are hit. Right. Well, they're unable to see the intentionality behind every move, um, which you certainly have (laughs) that's developed over time. Yeah. So what intentionality do you have built into, um, your own sort of, uh, approach to yourself so that you can show up to your business? Because we all know as business owners, we're, we're our most important asset, right? (laughs) Yeah. We're the ones who often come, um, last, uh, so, right. Oh, yeah. I, as I told you, my cobbler's kids have no shoes. I'm the epitome. It's terrible. Um, it is something that I struggle with on a, on a daily basis for real. Yeah. Um, that is one of my hardest things because I can ooze squirrel like no one, like I do probably I've never been diagnosed, but I potentially have adult ADHD. I think yeah. uh, technology and the way our phones are actually mm-hmm. um, exasperates that in almost everybody and creates that greater anxiety. And yeah. you always have like, I mean, all the way down to, and this sounds terrible, but we used to get a break when we went to the restroom, right? <sighs> yeah. Who doesn't take their phone with them? It's almost absurd. <laughs> like. <laughs> leave the damn phone and go pee on your own, you know, but yeah, <laughs> but 
because of that, um, and I'm hypersensitive to it now, like I'm really starting to take note of all the ways that I um, unintentionally distract myself. Yeah. So that's an intention that I have. And because I know that now my team and I are every day, what is the one major thing you have to get accomplished today that you're going to get accomplished mm-hmm. today, that you commit to me and to yourself that you're mm-hmm. going to get accomplished today? Because how many times a day do you, or how many times a week do you, I'm going to get this done today. And then, oh, all these other easier things came along and you know, that oh, yeah. hard one didn't really, I mean, who, who had time for that? You know what I mean? I had a meeting and I had a this and I had a that. And the, the truth is then how you schedule your day. And this is yeah. another one of my intentions that I'm, that I'm really hypersensitive on right now is because if I have a meeting, have an hour, have a meeting, have an hour, have a meeting, have an hour. Well, every time I have that hour break, I think, oh, that's great writing time. Well, no, it's not. Cause I have to do a bio break. I have to go get my other glass of water. I probably haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. My dog wants to go for a walk. Now I have 15 minutes left before I get to my next yeah. meeting. You, you yeah. can't hurry up and write. You can no. never hurry up and write. So mm-hmm. now I, I chunk out portions of my days that are just for writing. And I can still ooh squirrel in the middle of those all the time. And so I mm-hmm. have to have very intentional, okay, 10 minutes I'm going to write. So Mm -hmm. it's a small enough chunk that still allows me with my short attention span that I get sometimes to make sure that I get done what I get done because I've committed. This is my thing I'm going to get done. Right. Oh, it's amazing how we can justify all those ways that we turn our attention to something else. Yeah. It is. Isn't it great? It's It's a skill. (laughs) (laughs) It's self-sabotaging. And so as soon as you can recognize that you're self-sabotaging and playing that video game or checking Mm -hmm. social media now, see, now I have the justification on social media. Well, I just have to see it's part of my job. No, it's not. It is, but not as long (laughs) as I spend on there sometimes, you know? And so it's like, but there is a portion. So then I do, okay, well, what makes me, because I'm always like, what makes you stop the scroll? right? What makes me stop the scroll? What did I stop on this one for? And so I came up with an acronym a long time ago. And I I talk about this when I do my, my presentations on stage. And I say, who knew that all those nursery rhymes way back when we were kids had such marketing brilliance in them. But if you think about old McDonald, I mean, he Mm -hmm. had a business, right? Old McDonald had a farm. He had chickens and cows and ducks and eggs and things he had to sell meat he had to sell right so yeah. he, he was running a farm so he came up with the formula way back then for marketing for how how do you get people to stop the scroll and it's old mcdonald had a farm e-i-e-i-o right so yeah. e enter well education right the first uh-huh. thing that we go google searching for we're on like we love education <sighs> yeah right After that, we're looking for information, EI, we're looking for information. Then we're looking for Mm -hmm. entertainment. Give me that brain break, right? And then we're looking for inspiration, motivate me towards something. So Mm -hmm. whenever you do EI, EI, or any combination of those four, your audience stops the scroll and says, oh, that's for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Old McDonald's going to be stuck in our heads all day. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Your kids will love you for it. (laughs) Oh gosh. Right. (laughs) Well, you've come up with so many like fascinating solutions for these. What challenges, um, do you, are you coming up against now and like this new iteration of life and business, maybe do both. What challenge do you feel like you're coming up again against 
as, as this person and what mm-hmm. challenge are you, do you feel like you're coming up against as a business owner? So, uh, being brave enough to put myself out there to recruit, recruit new clients on the regular, right? Like yeah. I can, I can convolute that like mad, right? So I right. can overwhelm anyone to give me something simple. I will, I will complicate the crap out of it. I have that really unique talent. And so <laughs> I need, I need people to bounce things off of, to uncomplicate things. So I know that that yeah. is one of the things now, interestingly, that's what I do for other people. So like when I say the cobbler's kids have no shoes, I can do it for other people galore because I can hear, I can hear it all. Mm -hmm. I can see it all. And then I can get to, we're only going to do this one because that's not me divorcing all that other stuff. And I don't, I say, you're not divorcing it. We're just putting it over here in this pile. We will get to that at some point. There's all kinds of brilliance in it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, but let's just focus here. Now I have a harder time focusing for my brand right? Because I am in the middle of it. And so it's the same exact thing. So going into 2023, my theme for 2023 is the best me in 2023. I am a Dr. Seuss nerd. I love a good rhyme. And so every year it's going to be even more in 2024, right? So best me in 2023, even more in 2024. I've got my next two years down. So So Personal and business are all intertwined for me, right? I, um, this is who I am. It is what I do. I've been doing it for so long. I am the PR messaging, marketing, um, you know, brand experience guru. And so it doesn't matter if you're coming to a party at my house uh, on a friend basis, or if I'm doing business, I I'm always about what, what is this experience that you're going to have? And so tying all those things in together. And that's how I then show you also, as we're doing your brand, what do people to start, you know, what do people want from you? when they're hiring you and how are you making sure while you're doing your every day and while you're delivering your program, how are you making sure that this one person is getting exactly what it is that they wanted out of you? So that's a a check-in on a regular basis, right? Like, are we aligned? Are we not aligned? And then Mm -hmm. the same thing with my team, right? So my, um, my best me in 2023 is actually focused on growing my team. And so to grow my team, I'm growing my clients. So to grow my clients, I know I have to focus there. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm complicating myself. (laughs) Not easy. (laughs) No, no, but it can be done. Can be. (laughs) Right? That's your job. (laughs) That is my job. That's what you do. We uncomplicate you. I I love it. Oh, Jennifer, you're a pleasure to talk to. And you're so full of just fantastic information that the people we're talking to, I hope they're eating it up because and taking notes because there's just so much gold in this. Uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving your time. And it's been fantastic. Could you for could you direct everybody to where you, if anybody's looking to work with you, wants to know more yeah. about you, where should they go? Yeah. I mean, engagementpr.com. Go check me out on LinkedIn. I am Jennifer L. Horsepool on all of my social media. I'm, we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook as Engagement PR. We're on Facebook as Jennifer L. Horsepool. You, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Those are our three that we're big on. I haven't gotten into the TikTok dancing yet. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> my clients do. They do a great job. It's all good. For them, right. you know. But I, I stick with those three. I'm a big LinkedIn person, you know, and then just, you know, if you just want to have a conversation, 
conversation. Like I, there's no pressure in talking with me. I like mm-hmm. to elevate brands. I will give you value in our conversation. So mm-hmm. even if it's just a conversation where you're trying to figure out, you know, when is the right time for PR? Because like I said, you do, I, we dare you to be brave enough to, to go into PR. We, we right. dare you to be brave enough to take your message out and to change lives with it. And that's exactly what you guys are doing with, you know, your podcast and your business. I think it's absolutely brilliant what you're doing. I'm so honored that you had me here and I, I thank you so kindly. Oh, you're welcome. And right back at you. This has been great. And I hope it's, I hope we get to do this again because I do yeah. too. This was fun. Thank you. Great. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.